Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. My name is Nicole DeVincentis. I'm the founder of the Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy. It is awesome, as always, to have you with us. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to you. And for those of you who have been our loyal listeners for the longest time, thank you so much for stopping by again. Great to have you here. Tonight we're talking about, or this morning actually, the wee hours of the morning, we're a little bit of champion mindset coaching, but helping you dial in your focus when it comes to executing on your goal. You know, this podcast, we, you know, we started it um, with the intention of shortening the time period between when what we call idea inception and execution, meaning the time period between when it's like, ding, like you have an idea that you want to do something, you set a goal for yourself, you put out an an intention, and when you actually begin the action steps of moving towards it. The secret is to shorten that time period so that it's seamless. It's like idea execution rather than thinking about, I kind of want to do this thing and then wasting time and just waiting and trying to draw out this long lengthy plan. And, you know, it's days and weeks and months before you ever even you know, move one ass cheek towards it and then, you know, a whole entire year passes by and, and then you're disappointed because you didn't take action on it and then you become complacent and this is the pattern that we see and then before you know it, you're just kind of sitting there and there's not a lot of vitality in your life. Like it's a very, very slippery slope to get on or it can just place you into like a position of what I call like mental f dumb if you will, where you're thinking about this goal or this is what you want to do. And it's like waiting to, if you've ever double dutch uh, jump rope before, this is where I think about like, you see the ropes and you're trying to get like the timing as to when you're going to jump in and you hesitate and you hesitate because you're worried about getting your feet tangled in the ropes. That's what it can be like sometimes when you're setting your goals, like, and you're, you get lost in your brain. Does that make sense? And I see this a lot today with the individuals that I coach, um, people that I talk to just in day-to-day life, like how incredibly busy the brain is. So when we coach and train, like we bring in the concepts of the brain, like not to overload you with like scientific things or to add more, you know, gasoline to like the fire that's already burning. What we do is we fill in those voids and give you those practical tidbits, if you will, to help you understand more about yourself Or if you're leading an organization, you're in charge of a team or something like that, like why do people do what they do? So when you have that understanding, at least this is what I found when I was passing through this, you know, myself, is that when you understand, like number one, you're not the only person who does this. You're not the only person who either overthinks something or, you know, gets kind of gets ready to get ready. You know, you end up procrastinating, you end up, you know, dilly-dallying, you end up you know, not taking action or like it can happen even in select parts of your life, even if you are a very, very high high producer, high performer. So if you fit into any of those categories, 
or maybe you're completely on stall and, you know, you're questioning your confidence levels and, you know, then you're, you're on social media and you're trying to like figure yourself out here and you got yourself, you know, stuck in this corner thinking that you're all terrible. Well, I, I'm here to release like that. And let's just use this podcast as a very powerful instrument to break those chains so that you're going to take action on whatever it is that you want to do without overthinking it. How awesome would that be? All right, so one thing you're going to learn about me real quick when I coach and I train, like I seriously, I've been described as this, I am 100% a woman of action. Like there's very few things where if I sit back and think like I was thinking about and thinking about and thinking about like how am I going to do this, what we're going to do is we're going to pick this process apart and what we're going to be doing is dialing into something called mastering the moment. Okay, mastering the moment, being present in the moment, whether that's in your interpersonal relationships, being present with the person who's seated in front of you, rather than having your head cocked downwards as you're scrolling down through your phone, or being present with the person in front of you, rather than talking on your phone. And ignoring the person who's standing in front of you, like preferring the person who's on the phone rather than the person who's in front of you, like we can use it that way. Okay, mastering the moment is about, if we could give you an analogy, like if you are setting your goal and like you want to have your mindset set in what it is that you're doing right now, not be distracted on the 8,000 other things that you actually have to do in order to, sorry, let's silence this, um, the, the 8,000 other things that you have to do at home or for school or for work or your honeydew list or something like that. It's about being present in the moment. And when you start to flip how you have your attention span, where you drive your focus and how you intentionally develop that, it's a, it's a kind of like a steel trap mind, but it is like a mindset of such strength and focus where you are not distracted by things in the periphery. You are 100% in the moment. It's the equivalent of being a lumberjack and having this giant tree. And then you have your axe. All right. So like throw back to like old school times. You have your axe and you continually hit the tree in the same spot over and over and over and over. That's what's going to make the tree fall down faster rather than one day you hit the tree, you know, three feet above the ground. And then the next day you come back and you hit it on the opposite side, 10 feet up in the air. And then three days later, you come back and you hit it, you know, like one of the little branches. And then you come back a different time. And like your focus of where you're hitting and driving your attention and and chopping this tree is all over the place. It's going to take you centuries to freaking chop the tree down. Whereas when your focus is completely aligned in one, one, at one point, okay, it's set on one target, if you would, It's the equivalent of taking your axe and continually chopping the tree in the exact same place. And I'm going to tell you, like, if you've never operated like that before, it can seem almost like overwhelming or 
for, for many people, depending on your underlying personality type, like it can actually seem like a deterrent. Like why would anybody ever even want to be like that? But I'm telling you, like some people are naturally born that way. You know, there's those, I'll put myself in that category. There's those of us who are born just with the natural personality type of being very, very driven, of being very, very goal-oriented um, or driven for success in any area, whether this, it, this could be how you operate as a parent, this could be, you know, in the professional space, definitely the professional space. And, you know, it's like the focus is so extreme and you tend to, once you build up momentum in that area, like the focus just continues to continue, you know, people like that. Right. And then there's people on the other side who (laughs) are more so like, well, let's dance with the lampshade on our head, sort of like people. Okay, so you're like you're present in the moment, but it's all about having fun. And so when you're trying to move to the next level, like a lot of times when I'm coaching those individuals who are the, the, the party with the lampshade on your head, person, it can be very hard for you to kind of like go against your own grain and develop like the steel focus that you need to hit your targets unless it is fun. So how we coach and train or how we outline things for you in order to help you get your shit together and make traction so that you're not, it's not so much about wasting your life because I was just thinking like one of my, um, a guy that I used to coach, like his mom used to tell him all the time, like you're freaking wasting your life. And he had himself in like this mental trap of like, I'm wasting my life. But it wasn't that he was inept. It wasn't that he was unintelligent. It was his underlying operating system. He was like, let's, let's party and dance with the lampshade on our head. But when it came to planning a party, like his attention span, like he was spot on, like he was completely detail oriented. So it wasn't the fact that he couldn't do it. It was just how he learned to be. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, well, you have to actually bend in order to cater to your student. Part of my job is assisting you break your personal plateaus. Okay. So for me, All I did was just show him how incredibly detail-oriented and mission-driven and focused he is when it comes to planning a party because he had himself in this space like, well, I can't do it. I'm completely inept. Like, I could never go back to school. Blah, 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 blah. Well, what I'm going to tell you is that when you continually, like, repeat things over and over and over to yourself, you are listening to yourself. And I'm going to bring in some, you know, advanced concepts here, your subconscious mind, and you're going to have to go back and listen to some other podcasts where we break this apart. But your subconscious mind is like this incredibly powerful tool. And your subconscious mind, it it accepts everything that you say, regardless of whether or not it's true. Like it has no option but to accept the things that you say as truth. And when you continually to repeat, when you continue to repeat things over and over and over, especially when it's disempowering information, all that happens is you live into that. It becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's what happened with this guy. Like he had himself so far, he was, it wasn't even like he was in the corner. He was like 
pushed back in like the far recesses of a cave, like to go in there and like pull them and show them like, you know what, you're not an idiot. You're not an asshole. You're not inept. You're not stupid. It's just, you've had yourself in this mental trap and that's all that it is. And so for you, like if you identify with that, I mean, look at the places where you have excelled, where you have planned, like you have the, the ability you know, you've got an underlying operating system and here's where it is. Like, you've got to decide, like, what, what are your goals? Like, where is it that you want to go? And what we do is we start changing. Yes, changing. Okay. And growing the person who you are and leveraging your strengths. Like, clearly you're able to do this. I mean, this is not, you know, that's half of it is, is overcoming that, that internal dialogue, that little voice that lives inside of your head. And I believe like it's in pretty much everybody, that little voice of self-doubt can seem like a very, very, very large chorus inside of there using microphones and megaphones all the time, keeping you stuck and disappointed. And so when you work with us, oftentimes what we do is like, we're not really teaching you, you know, a new way of doing something. Unless it's like organizational leadership, something like we're helping you get your shit together. But when it comes to like champion mindset coaching, this is why we bring this into everything because there's always going to be a time where you hit a lid, you hit the plateau, you hit the ceiling. And nine times out of 10, it's not so much do you lack the knowledge of a skill, okay? Usually what trumps everything is how either you view your situation, it's the mindset that you have while in that situation. And what we train you to do is step out of your situation and view it from like a bird's eye view. Okay, which is completely different. Because here's what it looks like. When you are in a situation, good, bad, or indifferent, we train you that when you're setting goals, like you have to start making decisions as though you are the person who's in attainment of the goal already. And so we know there's all like different levels of goals. And we also encourage you to set ridiculously high level goals, like things that are going to stretch you because those are the goals that are going to keep you like hungry. And a little bit nervous, but wildly engaged in what it is that you're going to be doing. Those are your stretch goals. Those are your growth goals. Those are the things, you know, you've never accomplished before. That's what keeps you youthful. That's what keeps you vital. That's what keeps you, you know, energized and awake and passionate about your current path. Does that make sense? And we bring in those concepts of champion mindset coaching because what happens is that when you have never achieved that goal before, it can be very overwhelming. It can be very much like a holy shit, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this kind of a thing. And it's like you're standing underneath a basket. Like a, bas- like a basketball net and trying to score a basket from underneath, like directly underneath the basket. It's not impossible. It's just hard because you got to get around and then over the net. 
where we train you to mentally step back and above your current situation and view things with the mindset of the individual who has the thing that you that you want to have or is the person that you're aspiring to become already. And that sounds kind of trippy, like, well, how do I do that? If I did that, then I probably would be that person already. Well, this is why there's resources out there. This is why there's things like biographies. So when you're studying individuals who have done things or the thing that you're trying to do, like success leaves clues. Like you're able to watch what they did. You're able to listen to, for example, a podcast like this, or you're you're on our YouTube. Like there's all these, you have all this information out there. You're just simply not executing on it because you're still using that mindset of the individual like where you are. Advanced concept takes you and it places you on top of like on top of the the backboard like you're sitting on top of the backboard and you have the basketball and now all you have to do is simply drop the basket through the net rather than trying to score from underneath the basketball net. That's what champion mindset coaching trains you to do like come out around and above your situation rather than like spinning your wheels and spinning your wheels and being so frustrated because you keep, you know, hitting the rim from underneath it like you can't get around the basket and you never make any progress. Does that make sense? I try to give you some analogies that have like a tangible, you know, point for you so that when we're speaking about this stuff, because I know sometimes like the things that we bring up, if you've never heard it before, it can seem like far out there. And I promise you, just like anything else, through repetition and like different points of application, things are going to start to gel a little bit more for you, but you're going to see why we bring these things up so often like why do we talk about the mind and the subconscious mind and how you're training your brain into a state of expectancy when you're on the road towards goal achievement I mean like today this is what I see like people there's so much information out there and what I see is that people hesitate doing the simplest tasks because everybody now needs to have beta testing It's like, what I want to do is move this vase from this end to this end of the mantle. Well, what if I did that? How would that change the effect of the room? Would it throw off the thing? And like, instead of just picking up the damn vase and putting it over there, obviously, it's like, it's a ridiculous example. But how many times have you gotten stuck with the simplest task? And it's because your brain is like, well, what if we did it that way? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Or oh my gosh, what if I did it that way? Then what would happen? Then there was just like, the, then I'm going to have to move this other thing over there. And then, you know, perhaps the sofa isn't in the right spot. And then like, what the hell? Just freaking do the shit right like cut the crap cut the middle mark out of there like quit quit doing things how you have been doing it which has left you stuck it's time to champion your goals and that's that's the champion mindset so today we're talking about mastering the moment and here's going to be our setup for this ask yourself these questions how many times have you been let's say at work And while you're at work, your brain is also at work, 
but it's in a completely different spot. And you're thinking about everything that you have to do at home. You're thinking about the laundry. You're thinking you got to go grocery shopping. You're thinking about, you know, maybe you got to get your workout in. You're thinking about the argument or the discussion that you had with your significant other or your children or your parents or your friend, or you're thinking about, you know, how you're going to be planning your diet for spring break, or you're thinking about, like, you're thinking about, you're thinking about, you're thinking about, okay? Or you're at the gym, and while you're at the gym, you're thinking about the work that you didn't do at work while you were thinking about being at the gym. Or when you go back home and you're doing laundry, now you're thinking about, how the heck you didn't get in a very good workout and probably how now you're not going to look cute for spring break and then is checking back to the thing that you forgot to do while you were at work and your brain is like insane. It's like you're never, your brain and your body are never in the same place at the same time. Unless you're like my party people, then you're like 100% in the moment, right? <laughs> right? So here's what I'm going to tell you. I know there's a lot of people who will say like, well, that's just, you know, I'm a great multitasker and I'm very fluid and I'm very adaptive. And to a large extent, like I will agree that your ability to flow seamlessly from idea to idea, you know, have, have things going on, multiple things at a time, kind of like a line cook has multiple things going on at the same time. Like that can be one of your gifts to be fluid and adaptive. What we're talking about on this podcast is is moving yourself to the next level. Okay, so whether this has to do with any area of your goals, okay, when you coach and train with us, what we do is we simplify everything and we break down your life into six key areas. And this is part of our goals program. And so what we talk about is having your goals and in six in these six areas, four of which four of which, excuse me, are your relationships. So you've got the relationship with yourself, you've got relationship with other people, relationship with money, relationship with God or spirit. Okay, so those are the four. Then you've got your health and fitness. And then lastly, you have your purpose and your contribution. So what we do with the goals program, as rudimentary as it seems, is that when we're working with people, it has been my experience. I've been coaching and training people a long time. Even before I decided to do this as a career, I've been coaching and training individuals like forever. And what I have found is that the brain their brain is in a bazillion different places. Like I told you, they want to do this, but then there's this. They want to do this, but they're thinking about this other thing. And by making a very structured template, okay, like sit your, <laughs> sit your little ass down here and let's, let's organize your brain. That's like the beginning starting point because when there's things happening and, and this one isn't, you know, this crossing over there and you're thinking about this, that, and the other, you're not able to make any forward traction because your brain, especially if you're like a creative person, I mean, this is like 80 times, 80 times worse when you're a creative person because now you're, your brain is like, oh my God, blah, 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 and you never seem to make powerful strides forward. You're able to complete tasks, but... You're never able to move next level. 
Okay, so when we sit down and now we look at the goals in each of the areas, like oftentimes you simply aren't sitting down, okay, and thinking about these things. All right, honestly, where is it that you want to be steering the vehicle of your life? What do you demand of yourself? Not just what do you want in a financial sector, what are you demanding of yourself in order to achieve your financial goals? What? I know. Okay. What are you demanding of yourself when it comes to your goals in health and fitness? What are you demanding of yourself when it comes to your relationship with God? So what we do is we train you like our coaching programs, like this is not a deterrent. Like it's so intentional and our methodologies, like they're I I consider them to be painless. Like they're painless, they're fast. That's the thing is that me, I come from, I'm actually a registered nurse. I come from an emergency nursing background where obviously like seconds actually matter. And I know today that's the expectation that people have when it comes to results. Now I'm not guaranteeing that when you coach and train with us, like you're going to get the result of the goal. My guarantee to you is that you break your plateau fast. Like we move through this shit fast. Like we've got a very simple template when we coach and we train. Like it's like, like crossing things off of a, off of a list. Like check, 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 check. We go so fast that you don't even have time to sit there and lollygag and dilly dally and, and talk yourself out of why you can or can't do something. Like we disprove a lot of the beliefs that, that you have that keep you stuck and miserable fast. Okay. We, we just go through this stuff because what I find too, like, gosh, this is such a fun podcast here. I've when you are setting your goals that you can have like these tremendous self-doubts about yourself and then when you're learning like why you do what you do, you know, what's the subconscious mind work like, it's very easy then to get lost in a, like this mental F-dom of shame. Like, well, why do I do that? And then if you have any, you know, any tangent to like the psych community, and again, I come from medical background and, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have different sorts of mental illness and I'm not discouraging, you know, that at all, but it gets stuck in its own. Well, why do you do that? How, why do you feel how you, it doesn't matter. Like when you are executing on your goals, especially life goals, you hear, all right, again, I come from emergency background. So you get a side of me, which is very, very black and white. It, your feelings don't matter. You can either have your feelings or you can have what you want. You can't have both. Okay? If it's the feelings that are getting in your way, you feel guilty and you have to, that you have to spend more money in order to be able to show up at a baby shower, or you feel guilty that you didn't buy your kids enough stuff for Christmas, or you feel guilty that you know, you, you had a cupcake when you're supposed to be, you know, rocking on a certain nutrition plan. Like those feelings are ridiculous. They're a waste of your time, but all they do is they induce a shame cycle on you. And when you feel bad all the time, feeling bad all the time is also one of those things that's programming your brain. 
oh, I felt so bad. Oh, I felt so bad. And you continually say that, you're, you're building into that. And what happens? You start to feel bad. This is how it works. So you can either have your feelings or you can have what you want. And it's so contradictory to how most people operate. Like we, we, I think we live in a very sensitive society now. Like sensitive, not just like politically sensitive, but I mean like overtly. Like the kids who are coming up, like they're just way more sensitive creatures than what we, you know, saw in the past with you know, some people who could otherwise be described as like heartless gutter snipes. And they've been taught, I think this is because a lot of them have been raised by single moms. They've been taught on being in their feels all the time. You know, how does that make you feel? And a lot of these kids are in therapy. How does it make you feel? And it's great. You need to understand, you know, your feelings. You need to, you know, validate your feelings, but you can't dwell in the feelings. And similarly, you can't afford to be sucked up in your feelings and your emotions because they are temporary, they are fleeting, and they are largely unstable. You have to be the one who makes the decision on commanding your emotionality so that even when the shit hits the fan, even when your coworker says or does something that completely pisses you off, you don't fire back. You want to be in the position where you respond to any given situation. And that includes responding to how you run your 24 when it comes to goal attainment. Okay, that includes how you respond to mastering the moment that you're at so that when you're making your steps, when you're at work, you're at work. When you're at the gym, you're at the gym, like physically and mentally, like you're both like it's congruent. It's an alignment that when you get that done, okay, what that does is it opens up a completely different space. Number one, for you to show up as your best self because it's not like your head is disconnected from your body. You're there. This is when you can pick up on subtle signals and you, you become a much more affluent and effective active listener. Like you can hear the unspoken word. You can hear the, the words behind the actions. And now you're able to listen at a much higher level so that you can be fully present in the conversation, which wildly improves the relationships that you have, whether these are personal or professional, okay? And it's the equivalent of being the lumberjack when you are present in the moment and you're hitting the tree at the same place on the tree every single minute, every single day excuse my yawn, of every single month of your year of your life. And that's how you make magnanimous strides rather than quote unquote, trying to be balanced all the time. I thought balance is being a good thing. It depends on your perspective. It depends on what it is that you're trying to do. If you're just trying to lead a life where there's really no disruption, it's like walking around like you've got blinders on the sides of your eyes, like just not not wanting to disrupt anything and just be very, very comfortable and like there's no there's no anything in the life, then then do what you're doing. Be balanced. 
But I also believe that balance is unique to each individual. Like for myself, okay, as your coach, and I'm telling you this not to impress you, but to impress upon you like the difference in individuals is that myself, I feel out of balance when I'm not producing at high levels. And for me, I commit to less so that I can be the best at them. I don't try to be the jack of all trades and just try to be, you know, like average mediocre at all these different bullet points and and just kind of like, you know, swim or just float along, you know, the river, if you would, and let the tides carry me. That's not, that's not my DNA makeup at all. And it's not even who I've been groomed to be like through the years. You know, my family, you know, if, if you haven't heard our podcast, like, and, and trust me, like I've not even begun. <clears throat> I've not even arrived. What I do know is that I excel at all the things that I do. And through the years of working as a clinical nurse, like I'm awesome at building teams. And people started actually coming to me, not just for building teams, but because of the the stability and the power of my mindset. And I didn't understand it when I was moving through it at the time. But that's why people have always come to me for coaching and training. It's for the strength and the decisiveness and the foresight and the 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 presence of 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 your of your being. In the moment, like being in the moment, standing behind what it is that you're saying that you're going to do, like sifting through the bullshit to get the results. And I will tell you, like, that was something that was just, it was impressed upon us at very young ages. Like, I come from a household, like, I come from blue-collar family. You know, my parents divorced when I was really, really young, when I was two. They both remarried. And it was almost like having two separate families. Like, I lived primarily with my mom and my stepdad. And then I saw my dad and my stepmom and, you know, my brothers on the weekends. And two completely different lifestyles. My father is in sales. Very, very high income earner. Very high achiever. Awesome provider. Like, he, and he has always done, like, he's always excelled at everything that he has done. That's his mindset. So when I would visit him, like, he had nice house. They had great amenities. They'd go on family vacations. Like it was, he provided a great lifestyle. That was one of his, that was a, a goal that was like wildly important to him. Now the household that I lived in, very, very different. My stepdad, blue collar worker, he's a foreman for construction. And, um, my mom, she had some jobs outside of the home, but mostly was a full-time stay-at-home mom, as were all of the women in our family. And um, what happened is that my stepdad was diagnosed with cancer when I was really, really young. And if, if any of you have ever, you know, lived in a household where there's cancer, like it's a whole, it's a whole thing, okay? Because there's like chemo and there's all these doctor's appointments. Like it's just like it becomes all-consuming. And what happens, depending on your situation, like for us and coming from a construction, you know, 
job as the, as the primary source of income, like it's expensive to have somebody who has cancer and they miss a lot of work. And, you know, long story short, over the course of years between the multiple surgeries and, and all these, you know, chemo appointments and, and missing work because he was sick from chemo is that the the place where he worked was just like, dude, we, we can't afford you anymore. Like our insurance, like we, you can't. So he got laid off. And so what happened was we still had to have money. Like we still had to have food on the table. So we started different businesses and we had a lot of side hustles before side hustles were even a thing. Like my stepdad would go out and he would collect copper. Like he would go out, um, like, uh, what would you even call it? Like, um, along the sides of the roads, you know, some people collect like, uh, cans and things like that he would find copper and and then sell it for money like we did it and how you were able to make money like back then is is completely different than it is today but like we worked all the time we had a snow a snow removal and landscape business we my mom was an avon lady for like three towns um we had a in-home daycare center. I mean, we just like, we always worked. And so what I'm saying is that although I was born with that personality of being a very, very high achiever and very, very driven, my environment actually supported that. Like we, I've been working since I was like eight years old, like nonstop, like every weekend, every holiday. And it continued in through my nursing career. It continues obviously as a business owner, like I had a Sunday off. It's the first Sunday off that I've had and I don't even know how long. I don't even know what the hell to do with myself. Like I've, I I swear to God, like I've always worked weekend, weekends and holidays. Like it's something that I've aspired to be able to do. And I remember like through the years, I would try to tweak my schedule so that I would have Sundays off. And I've always said like I like having my Sundays off, but it never lasted. Like, it, I, you know, coming from a nursing background, like weekends and holidays are mandatory, not all optional and it was so nice this weekend to have that well what I'm telling you is that regardless of your your operating system you know regardless of what your family was like it's not if you've not I don't want to say you had that same opportunity as me to be trained on how to be like a freaking workhorse you're still able to do it. You you just may be back a couple steps because you've not learned how to master the moment. Okay? And while my family is very fluid and adaptive and can multitask and do a bunch of things, not anybody in my family in the household that I grew up with, with the exception probably, I take that back. Let's say traditionally. Nobody, you know, before my siblings and I, were ever like ever excelled at anything because they're just like focus was all over the place we had to learn how to be in the moment and excel at the tasks that we do so like my brother Carl like he excels he's a he's a great businessman he's a phenomenal salesperson excels at the things that he does in those areas my sister Jamie 
she is a very, very gifted woman. Um, I think that she keeps herself like minimized. She doesn't realize how awesome she is in many places. Um, and it's probably because she's the youngest underneath Carl and I. Um, but Jamie excels at love and Jamie excels as a mom and like creating a, a beautiful home for people. She's a phenomenal entertainer. She's, uh, um, on multiple fronts and, I don't think she gives herself full credit, but by the same token, has learned over time on how to eliminate distractors and become awesome at the things that she's doing. But that's it's it's a it's a mindset that you are there to be the best at what it is that you're doing, and it requires you to actually master the moment. Now, here's what you need to know. What are the, some of the things that, that keep us from being able to be fully present in the moment? And we talked about this, like your mind is in a bazillion different places. You're thinking about your whole entire to-do list. You allow your mind to wander and you think about the party that you'd rather be at or the cute boy or girl that you saw or what it would be like if you had a million dollars or how terrible your life is that you don't have a million dollars. And it's like your brain is like a pinball machine and you've got, you know, stuff is moving all over the place and what has to happen is is a training for your mind okay in order for your body to actually take action steps in a particular direction your mind has to have already passed through the path and the steps okay that you want to go All right, so the body only goes places that the mind has previously traveled. So coaching and training with us, like we bring in these dimensions of your mind so that you understand, like, why are you not getting results? Why are you spinning your wheels? Well, perhaps it's because you haven't learned the discipline of training your brain. It's very easy to give into those momentary like gushes of satisfaction of like, yeah, you know what? I, I need to do this, but I would so much rather do this. Does that sound familiar? And then three hours later, you're like, oh shit, I wasted all that time. Okay. Now I totally get the fact that sometimes you're doing stuff that you don't like to do. We all have to do stuff that we don't like to do. <laughs> You know, clearly, like when you're operating in a different space and you're able to do just the thing that you want to do, that's a whole different level. But until you get there, you still have to do the things that you have to do until you can just do the things that you want to do. Sometimes it's just waking up and getting out of bed. Like I would much rather stay in bed <laughs> than do X, Y, and Z, right? But what I want to encourage you to remember is that even though you may be of the type where you say, you know what, I'm not disciplined, I'm not this, what I encourage you to do is to start checking your vocabulary. Like what are the words that you continuously say to yourself? One of the girls that I work with, we were talking about um, fitness, but more so about being accountable for oneself in eating properly and like she's got health and fitness goals so that's what we were talking about and 
she said, well, I'm unaccountable. And it's, it's, she's full of shit because she's in school full time. She, you know, has an apartment. It sounds to me like she takes the lead in, in managing her boyfriend oftentimes. Like the girl is accountable, period. But when you start programming yourself and telling yourself that you're not accountable, even if it is in a certain area, your subconscious mind has no option but to believe what you say. And again, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. That if you tell yourself you're not accountable in this, you start to believe it. This is like how you brainwash your own self. (laughs) That's why it's so incredibly important for you to understand like how the mind works and how your brain, it's like a sponge. And you have to be the boss of the information that you allow into your brain. You know, the information that you allow to saturate the sponge. Because it completely and literally programs you. It programs your perspective. It programs your beliefs. It then programs your actions. So with Champion Mindset Coaching, we train you again on how to pull yourself out of what we call that mental f that keeps you stuck, disappointed, and miserable And viewing, sometimes it's seeing the opportunity in an obstacle. Okay, so it's a it's a combination that, yeah, it's like positive thinking, but it's it's remaining very, very, very goal oriented and probably more so mission oriented. When you have a mission, like there's goals, but then there's missions. Missions have emotion tied to them whether this is like a a mad desire for achieving something, this could be your why, you know, why you do something. But when you mix those two, you mix your goal with the emotion. Now you have a mission. There's a purpose for why you're doing this. And there's like, once your emotions are in the game, like it's game over. But again, This is, you have to train your brain on how to remain mission focused. Why am I here? You know, if if you're doing this because maybe this is a career path, who is it that you're going to be serving on this career, in this career, with this next task? And it's so hard in today's world because there's so many things that are vying for your attention. You know, I think back to, you know, all the years where I worked as a nurse and how incredibly different it is for today's nurse. When I started out, <laughs> like when I started out, but it, this is this is how fast things have happened. Like there wasn't a whole lot of computer involvement in nursing practice like we had monitors and things but what we know today is like today's computer documentation systems they were they were not like they are today and on top of that they weren't there weren't as many boxes to check like there wasn't as much government infiltration there wasn't as much like business you know checking these boxes like it was a totally different game and when you weren't having the the worry or like the distracted thought of making sure that this whole documentation like all these boxes were checked you could actually be more present with your patients 
and it makes you a much higher level of a clinician because again, when you are present in the moment, okay, it's very easy for, even when you're busy, it's very easy for you to remember and keep focused in front of you, like who it is that you serve, what is your mission here, and all the responsibilities that fall into being a clinician, you know, advocating for individuals who can't advocate for themselves, you know, critical, critical thinking, being able to like put, you know, all the pieces, all like the components, you know, recommendations from different providers and, and you're putting this, you're the, you're the stop before, you know, the implementation of all these things for your patients. And when you have these like high levels of distraction, as we see in today's nursing world, and that's just one example this is when we start to see a lot of mistakes and mistakes in healthcare end up becoming liabilities. Like people get sicker and they die. All right. So with champion mindset coaching, like what we train you to do is we train you to step out of the situation and view it from above. Okay. Making decisions as though, you know, maybe in this example, you are the best provider. Rather than just like the nurse who's just trying to stay alive and to just make it from, you know, the time then you, he or she clocks in until the time he or she clocks out. Okay? Or whatever your job is. Just making it from the time you arrive at work until when you actually leave. Rather than pulling yourself out of that hustle and grind mentally and viewing this like as a playbook, like you're outside of it. And now when, you know, your your coworkers or, or staff members or whoever start a ruckus around the water cooler and, you know, emotions are high, you're not in it contributing, you know, you're not throwing gasoline on the fire, you're actually able to respond to a situation rather than react to it. And that comes with mastering the moment. But that begins with a decision, which is probably, you know, before that, there's there's like a, a notice that, like, you know, like, what I'm doing isn't working. Like, I, I've hit every single time, you know, we go into a staff meeting, this is how this thing ends up. And it's like, it's, nothing ever happens. There's no growth and you leave and you're like frustrated and pissed off and disappointed or you're having, you know, the meeting to schedule a meeting so that we can plan the meeting so we can plan the committee to plan the meeting I'm talking to somebody there. <laughs> or when you're at these, at these meetings and nobody in there is listening. You've got people cutting one another off, like injecting and, and, and interjecting in the conversation. And they're just like, they're trying to get their ideas out and they just want to be heard and they just want to be right. And there's not, there's no like harmony. There's no, it's, it's not a symbiotic relationship. It, it's like, Every person wants to be like the star, if you would. They want to be right. This idea is better. And what happens is it turns into like a domination rather than 
active listening and, and working together cooperatively towards a common mission. Or everybody's so completely disengaged because their mind is thinking about all the other things that they have to do. They're not present in the meeting. I'm, these things happen, right? What I'm here to tell you is that it always starts with you. And as frustrating as this can be, oftentimes once you go through champion mindset coaching or your organizational leadership, you know, however, you know, you end up coaching with us is that it can be frustrating if you're the only person because you're moving to a higher level and now everybody else is still doing the same stupid shit. But there is such a thing as leadership from the middle of an organization. And if you don't believe me, then go read John Maxwell's um, book. I think it's the five levels of leadership. Something like that. But he talks specifically about leading from the middle of an organization that when you're changing your mindset, and particularly in this case, like you're mastering the moment, you will start to become wildly different from the people with whom you assimilate every single day. And it's a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning. But what happens is that you start to make progress. You start to become effective. You carry yourself differently in a good way. And people notice, people can see it with you. Like your posture is different. The tonality of your voice is different. And they can tell like your levels of confidence go up because you're not keeping yourself stuck and stunted at these low levels. You're present in the moment. And you, it's, it's like you're stepping and, and growing into your own. And what happens is you become a role model. And what happens is that people, even if they're older than you, they start to emulate you. Because people recognize power, people recognize greatness, and people also recognize truth. And I firmly believe that every single person wants to improve themselves. Just oftentimes people lack the know-how of how to do it because Whatever. We may have a lot of information out there, but the the things that people don't coach and train on are things like culture. How does your personal culture or a company culture or your family's culture impact your ability to be present in the moment? And all you know is what you have learned up to this point. And once we expose that maybe this isn't even the real, this isn't even the truth. I mean, look at my family. My family is Italian. You know, beautiful culture, beautiful things. But I mean, come on. Like, sometimes the way that things Italians handle things are not, they're not right. You know, we laugh about it, like very loud, very passionate people, but that doesn't always work. It doesn't work in like a boardroom. It doesn't work when emotions are high. I could never have pulled on, you know, Italian, like, loud talking when I'm in a heated situation as a clinical nurse. I had to learn a different way of doing things. Now, some people will be like, well, Nick, you never yelled anyway. No, I was never a yeller, but it doesn't mean that, like, internally I didn't feel those feelings. I had to learn how to discharge them. I had had to choose. 
Okay, I can either have my feelings or I can be present in the moment and look at this two-week-old who's in front of me and see the siblings in the footy pajamas and the parents who are crying hysterically and this, you know, here's this little lifeless baby sitting in front of me. I have to choose. I can't have both. I can either have my feelings, okay, and about how terrible this is going to be for this family if, if this baby doesn't let myself travel on, or I can be in the moment and master the moment. And when you master the moment, what happens is your mind becomes very free. When you master the moment, you're in the zone. When you master the moment, you respond, you don't react. When you master the moment, you anticipate. You know what's going to happen before it ever even takes place, which allows you to position yourself to win. You put yourself in the position, you do the things that you need to do so that when the thing happens that you knew was going to happen, you're not caught off guard. You are ready for it and you conquer it. You're not even sitting there like, oh, well, this figures, this always happens. So you're ready. It's a non-issue. Okay, I, this is done. I, 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 I've handled it. I don't have time to deal with this bullshit. I've got this higher level thing to think about. Does that make sense? And we do that with champion mindset coaching. We train you on how to master the moment. And we get into a whole bunch of different things. Like with us, because we coach you on that on those six key areas, you know, the relationships that you have, um, your health and, and, and fitness, Oftentimes what we see with everybody, especially today, is how incredibly important the role of nutrition is to assist you with increasing your levels of focus and mastering the moment. That if your diet is 100% set on like processed foods, like your mind is all over the place. You can't focus. You know, how much screen time do you have? How much electronics are you on? Like we bring in the human factor and that's not only what separates us, but that's one of the things that allows all of our individuals to make such sudden and like explosive movements and get high level like permanent results in any area that they choose because we coach you on what's called like that comprehensive template. You know, I totally draw on my nursing roots. I totally draw on everything that I learned as a, as a nationally qualified figure competitor, okay, when it comes to nutrition, muscular development, the stress response, how does adrenaline work in the body? Like all of these things come into play so that we can like, like shave off the things, the distractors that don't serve us well and, and train you on how to be like completely focused on your target. And taking those action steps forward rather than allowing the target to drop. You never want to lower a target. You, you want to make sure that you're aiming high to hit it. But you've got to get rid of the distractors, whether they occur in your mind or they're in your physical environment. Like on how to actually do that. Remain strong. You know, stand behind what it is that you're committing to and move forward. Does that make sense? And when you're overloaded on stress, stress actually inhibits your ability to actually be in the zone. It causes you to have like tunnel vision, but it doesn't allow you to creatively think because you're worried, like you're usually operating from a place of fear when you have too much adrenaline like floating around inside of your body. 
we encourage you to make those decisions like towards any goal, like as though you're the person who's in attainment of the goal. But that requires you to make your decisions from a place of peace and power, not fear, chaos and anxiety. I mean, because how many, how many good decisions have you ever made when you were worried about something or when you didn't feel that you were 100% in your power and confident about the decision? They typically didn't go well, right? And you doubt yourself and then you lose, you know, sleep at night. You're tossing and you're turning. I should I, could I, would I? All of like these mental gymnastics that go on, all they do is they just keep you stuck. 99% of it is like complete BS. We just train you to come out around and on top of the current situation so that it's, it's like you, it's like you have a playbook in front of you. And you're able to like move players around or, or see yourself like outside, like have a like, it sounds weird, but like an out of body experience, but you're able to see yourself in a 